0: The Vape Passion Show, episode 74. In this episode, we're gonna talk about an e-juice review of Forest Mist from Steeped, how e-cigs can be used to hack your computer, don't use the E-Fest soda charger at the one amp setting, the CDC released a study showing that both smoking and vaping rates have dropped, researchers at Penn State say vaping is less addictive than smoking, and a DIY e-juice of Smurf from VaporGate. Hey, welcome back to The Vape Passion Show. I'm Alex, this is episode 74, and I'm recording this on Sunday, June 18th. If you're planning on buying a vape product anytime soon and you wanna support the show, go to vapepassion.com vendors and buy from one of those links. There are more than 50 popular vendors listed. I'll get a small commission for referring you, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. All right, let's start off with a beer this week. This is Blueberry Gosa from Distill Brewery out of Illinois. It's 5.2% alcohol, and Distill says that the blueberries add a layer of fruity complexity to a sour ale already known for tart citrus qualities. And look at that can. Doesn't that make you want to drink it? the power of branding and labels at work. My wife doesn't even like beer, and she's making me save some of this for her because she says that the can makes it look so good. So I've got it in a snifter glass because that's what Distilled Brewery says this is best served in. So let's give it a try. I can barely taste the blueberries in there, but it's definitely a sour beer, which I love. It's a really good beer. And it got an 85 on Beer Advocate, so a lot of people like it. Flavors that should pair well with a Blueberry Gosa would be citrus, nutty, and creamy flavors. Uh, More specific fruits would be orange, lime, and lemon. So let's give that a quick test. So I have Pound It from Bonsai Vapors. So let's put that in here first. Yeah, those seem to go together pretty well. All right, and I'm not even going to clean the cotton. I just want to do this real quick. I'm going to also use Dank Sauce. So this is a key lime pie flavor, and one of my favorites. I love this e-juice. So let's give it a try. I think the lime goes better with this. Pretty good. And I think why I, I like the lime better is because... G Vapor's Dank Sauce has a a really strong lime. Pound It is lemon, but it's not a really strong lemon. If you have a really strong lemony juice, it probably tastes better with a gosa, but um, they're both really good. So give that a shot. All right, let me go give the rest of this can to my wife and I'll be right back. Okay, so, oh, actually I just realized that my air purifier is on, so let me turn that off. I don't know if you can hear it. So I don't know how many of you out there have kids, but I saw the animated movie Cars 3 this weekend. My daughter loves the first Cars movie, and I did too to be honest, but Cars 2 pretty much sucked. My daughter won't even sit through that one, but Cars 3 was actually pretty good. They did a really good job of catering to both adults and kids in this movie, and I laughed quite a few times too. It only took about 20 minutes before I knew how the movie was going to end, but that didn't really ruin it for me. I think this is maybe the second movie that I've seen since my daughter was born three years ago. I've never really been a big fan of going to the theater anyway, but it's been a while, and I forgot how expensive it is. So we went to one of those theater-slash-restaurant-slash-bars where there are tables in front of the seats so that you can have food and drinks brought to you by a waiter. It's a little more of a casual atmosphere than a regular theater, so it's a little more expensive than other theaters, But it was just me, my wife, and my daughter. Including the price of tickets and the three meals that we ordered. Altogether, it cost about $80. That's crazy just to go see a movie. Especially when it's not some special romantic night out. We just went to go see a kids movie. I don't know, maybe I'm just cheap, but I think that's crazy. So I probably won't be going to the movies again anytime soon. But I had a good time. It was fun. I've also been playing some video games a little bit lately. I've been playing Hotline Miami on the PlayStation Vita. My brother, he let me borrow his PlayStation Vita because he knew I wanted to play it. So that's been a lot of fun. It's a really good game, but it's also really hard, especially near the end. I've also been playing some old school GameCube. Lately, my daughter has been really interested in watching me play games, so I have to play games that appeal to her. So I've been playing Super Mario Sunshine, and that was a a really good game a long time ago, and I'm enjoying playing it again. I wish I could play the games that I really want to play, but my games are too scary or violent for her, but that's okay, I'm still having a lot of fun. Okay, well, let's talk about some vape stuff. So I got some e-juices in from a company called Steeped this week. It's spelled S-T-E-P-D, if you're wondering, and their website is steepedeliquid.co.uk. And they also sent me this really cool shirt. This one will be interesting for those of you out there from the UK because Steeped is a UK-based company, although they reached out to me because they want to expand to markets around the world. I haven't tried any of their flavors yet, but just from opening the box, they smell really good. Really nice bottles too. One thing though is that they have some pretty interesting flavors that I'm not totally sure I'm gonna like. Well, two of them anyway. And that's because they have aniseed in them, which if you don't know, resembles the taste of black licorice. One is a raspberry bubblegum aniseed and mint and the other one is red berries, black grapes, sweet eucalyptus, menthol, and aniseed. They both sound really good except for that aniseed, but I've never tried an aniseed flavored e-juice before, so I can't knock it before I try it. It might actually be really good. For any of you in the UK, is aniseed a popular flavor there? Because it's interesting that Steeped has two e-juices with aniseed in them. Their other flavors sound like they're gonna be really good though. One is a chewy candy, another one is a lemon and lime frozen ice cream, and the last one is a raspberry lemonade. So yeah, I'm really excited to try those. They smell awesome. Other than that, my week has been busy with boring yard work. So with the personal stuff out of the way, let's get into the topics this week. You know what? I'm interested in that aniseed juice from Steeped. So I'm going to review one of those on this show this week. Let's do Forest Mist. Steeped describes Forest Mist as an adventure in the forest with a blend of red berries and black grapes combined with sweet eucalyptus, aniseed, and menthol. That's quite the flavor combination. This is available only in three milligrams as far as I can tell. It's 80 VG, 20 PG and costs about 16 British pounds or about $20 US for 40 mils. I don't know what prices for e usually are in the UK, but $20 US for 40 mils is a little steep. All right, let's check it out. It smells really good. It definitely smells like fruity berries and just a hint of that aniseed in there. Okay, so I got it on the Predator 228 with the Cosmonaut RDA on top, built at 0.32 ohms, 99.8 watts. That's actually really good. The menthol is really strong, but not in a bad way. It's It's good. Um, I can taste the berries just a a little bit. I don't know if you can hear that outside, but someone, it sounds like they're about to get into a fight. Oh no, I'll keep going. Uh, If they get into a fight, I'll see if I can record some of it. Yeah, that's a really good e-juice. That aniseed is so light that it's not really overpowering or anything. It just adds to the flavor. Um, That actually is really good. So shipping to the US is probably pretty expensive until they start getting this stuff in stores over here. But if that doesn't bother you, go for it. For those of you in the UK, shipping shouldn't be a big deal. If you want to buy it, Check out steepedeliquid.co.uk, and that's steeped spelled S-T-E-E-P-D, so it's missing the last E. All right, let's get into the next topic. How e-cigs can be used to hack your computer. The idea that your vape might be used to hack your computer sounds crazy, but when you think about it, it's really not. I've been seeing this story reported all over the place lately. The news broke when security researcher Ross Bevington did a presentation at the B-Sides London Convention which showed how easy an electronic cigarette can be used to control your computer or intercept network data by making your computer think that your vape is a keyboard or a mouse. As you know, a lot of electronic cigarettes can be charged over USB, and although in most cases, it's not recommended to charge your vaporizer into your computer because there are risks of electronic failure and fire, but some people still do it. And there are some companies out there who do recommend charging your vape using your computer USB. That's not to say that it's unsafe if the manufacturer says it is, it might be, but I wouldn't charge a device through my computer unless I knew for a fact that the manufacturer said that it's safe. Anyway, hacking your e computer chip uh, to do something like this isn't that difficult. According to security expert Cesare Galarti, the one advantage that electronic cigarettes have in regards to hacking computers is that they don't have a lot of storage space which means that the code for hackers to put on these devices can't be very complicated. A hacked electronic cigarette wouldn't be able to do much, although a hacker could put a very small amount of code on there that could make your computer uh, download a much larger and more intricate malware file, which would be very dangerous. You probably won't receive a device that is capable of something like this from a reputable manufacturer like Inakin, Aspire, or any of the other big guys, But you never know what you might get if you buy something secondhand from a site like eBay. And many vape shops will buy products in bulk from whoever will give them the best deal, which might end up being a bunch of compromised electronic cigarettes. This probably isn't something that you really need to worry about, but it sure is an interesting topic and it's certainly plausible. There was actually a story a couple of weeks ago about how Russian hackers were using Britney Spears' official Instagram account to communicate coded messages within the comment sections of her posts. What they did was plant random phrases that were poorly written, but looked pretty normal for the most part. For example, one said, hashtag too hot, make love to her, U-U-P-S-S, hot, hashtag X. It looks like something written by someone who doesn't speak fluent English, but nothing really out of the ordinary but it turns out that these were messages from hackers who are giving each other directions on where to send stolen materials. These messages couldn't be used to steal information, but it just goes to show the lengths that hackers will go. I never plug my electronic cigarettes into my computer, so I don't have anything to worry about, but for any of you out there who do charge your devices with your computer USB, it might be something to think about. Personally, I think everyone should invest in a USB wall charger because it's much safer and they're pretty cheap these days. Okay, moving on. A public service announcement. Don't use the eFest soda charger at the one amp setting. So BatteryMooch just recently released a public service announcement regarding the eFest soda chargers. He mentioned that he has heard several mentions of the soda charger overheating resulting in failure. So he decided to put it to the test. He measured the temperature of two soda chargers running at either 0.5 amp or one amp charge discharging two batteries at once. At the one amp setting, the external temperature reached 71 degrees Celsius, or 160 degrees Fahrenheit. The bottom of the outside of the charger reached 87 degrees Celsius, which is 188 degrees Fahrenheit. The internal temperature reached 108 degrees Celsius, which is 226 degrees Fahrenheit. And the batteries that were being charged got up to 53 degrees Celsius, which is 127 degrees Fahrenheit. According to Mooch, these temperatures are way too high. He said that the internal temperature is so hot that it's likely to damage the capacitors in the charger, which are very temperature sensitive. The heat will probably also damage other internal components. As for the batteries that were charged, they reached 53 degrees Celsius. Mooch says that battery aging will happen at 45 degrees Celsius, which means that this device will drastically shorten the life of your batteries. At the 0.5 setting, temperatures were greatly reduced so the top external temperature reached 49 degrees Celsius which is 120 degrees Fahrenheit the bottom external temperature reached 55 degrees Celsius which is 130 degrees 131 degrees Fahrenheit the internal temperature reached 71 degrees Celsius or 160 degrees Fahrenheit and the batteries got up to 38 degrees Celsius which is 100 degrees Fahrenheit so if you have this charger only use it at the 0.5 amp setting The 1-amp setting will shorten the life of your battery, and the high heat might also damage the charger, which could be dangerous. How could eFest release such a terrible product? I guess it's really not that surprising considering the batteries that they put out. All right, moving on. So the CDC released a study showing that both vaping and smoking rates have dropped. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, released a new study last week that showed that both vaping and smoking are down amongst teens. The data showed that smoking has been reduced by half in just the last five years, from 2011 to 2016 among high school students. In that same time span, the use of electronic cigarette use with high school students went up to nearly 16% in 2015, but then in 2016, the high school students stopped vaping by 11.3%, This is a drop from about three million people in 2015 to two million people in 2016, in just one year. There's some interesting conclusions that you can make from this data. Not only has the use of electronic cigarettes drastically reduced smoking rates among high school students, but it also shows that the tired claims of e-cigarettes renormalizing smoking are completely false. It also shows that vaping is not a gateway to smoking, which has been debunked and proven false in many studies already but this is just another example that shows that it's not happening. We can see from this study that vaping is not hooking kids on nicotine and that it's mostly, most likely being used by youth to experiment, but then they quit and they never end up smoking or even continuing to vape. Many people who have vaped for long enough know that nicotine from electronic cigarettes have nowhere near the same addictiveness as smoking does, and this data clearly shows that. What's funny though is that tobacco control groups are taking credit for this. You might have heard a recent NPR story that talked about this where several anti-vaping organizations continued to claim that nicotine is dangerous, that nicotine harms brain development, that vaping leads to smoking, and so on, which is the sad old story that they've been saying for years without any proof to back it up. Even Scott Gottlieb, the FDA commissioner, uh, he misattributed these drops to a federally sponsored program called the Real Cost Campaign, which has only been in place since 2014, even though we've seen a downward trend in smoking years before that. It's funny how the FDA likes to take all the credit, when there have also been drops, large drops, in smoking in the UK, who also just reported that smoking has declined from 20% of adults in 2010 to 16% last year. It's not these programs who we have to thank, it's the invention of the electronic cigarette. Just think about all of those kids who vaped, who might have taken up cigarettes if vaping didn't exist. Many of them would have continued to smoke until it killed them. We all know the truth of why smoking rates have dropped and why vaping saves lives. Alright, let's go on to the next topic. Researchers at Penn State say vaping is less addictive than smoking. So this is a study from 2014, which was released I believe in 2015, so it's a little bit old, but it's something that I haven't talked about before and something that I actually just discovered myself. So I wanted to talk about it. So researchers at Penn State College of Medicine released a study showing that e-cigarettes are less addictive than cigarettes. This is what's known as the PATH study, which stands for Population Assessment of Tobacco and Health. This is a comprehensive and ongoing national survey that looks at more than 30,000 people who use tobacco, which in the minds of health experts and government regulators includes electronic cigarettes. The researchers at Penn State looked at the data from the PATH study, and they looked at both daily use or almost daily use of electronic cigarettes and or cigarettes. There were 32,320 people who answered the survey, and out of those people, 3,586 fit the criteria of daily users of tobacco of those 3,500 people, 5% exclusively used electronic cigarettes and the other 95% exclusively smoked cigarettes. 93% of the e-cigarette users were former smokers and the other 7% have experimented with smoking cigarettes. According to the survey data, cigarette smokers typically smoke their first cigarette of the day soon after waking up. Vapers, on the other hand, waited longer to vape, which the researchers say shows that the, the vapors have less cravings to use nicotine. That data also showed that people who vape find it much easier to refrain from using an electronic cigarette when they can't vape, for example, in restricted places. The researchers considered all of the people in this data as dependent on nicotine due to their regular use of the product, but the lead author of the study, Guo Dong Liu, said that these findings show that vapors are less dependent on nicotine than cigarette users. They determined that e-cigarette users who had vaped longer had higher dependence on nicotine and were more addicted, However, their dependence was still less than with cigarette smokers. They believe that this is because electronic cigarettes have less nicotine in them. An interesting quote from Penn State's professor of public health sciences and psychiatry, Jonathan Folds, is that, we might actually need e cigarettes that are better at delivering nicotine because that's what's more likely to help people quit. As always, the researchers did say that there is still need for more studies and that nothing has proven that e cigarettes are safe or that they don't attract kids to potentially smoking in the future. But we know that electronic cigarettes are not a gateway to smoking based on other studies. So there you go, another positive study that shows that vaping is better than smoking. And I think it also provides a little more insight into what many of us have long suspected that e cigarettes help us quit smoking because they're less addictive. Every day I see a post online from someone saying that they've decided to quit vaping because they don't feel like they need it anymore. How often does that happen with cigarettes? Never. For people who really want to quit, vaping is a stepping stone to making that a real reality. Alright, now let's do some DIY e-juice. This is Smurf from Vaporgate. Smurf from Vaporgate is my absolute favorite e-juice of all time. I met the guys from Vaporgate at a vape convention a couple of years ago and, and talked to them about their flavors. The legendary Yosh was there too, but he was busy talking to someone, so I didn't get to talk to him. Anyway, I asked one of the other guys what Smurf is supposed to taste like, and he told me that it tastes blue. (laughs) After a short pause, he went on to say that it tastes like blue slushy, or blue Gatorade, or blue Kool-Aid, or any other blue drink that you can think of. And he's totally right. That's a great description of it. Being that Smurf is my favorite e-juice, it it just goes too quick. I can't afford to buy 30ml bottles for $14 all the time. So I took a look online to see if anyone had a recipe on e-liquid recipes, and sure enough, there is, and it's one of the easiest recipes that I've ever seen. So this was written by AllenV2010 on ELR. All you do is add 8% of Capella's blueberry jam. That's it. The creator mentioned that he also made a version using 1% of FlavorArt Fresh Cream, 1% sweetener, and 1% erythritol, and it was really good. I don't have erythritol, but I do have sweetener, so I made both versions, so let's vape it. The recipe says that this is good as a shaken vape, so it should be ready now. All right, so I'm gonna do the the non-sweetener version first, and I have the old-school Velocity RDA on top, built at .45 ohms, 99 watts. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty close, but not exact. It's a little harsh that um, from that fruity flavor, so maybe Vaporgate is using something in their e-juice, to calm that throat hit down a little bit probably cream um, so let's give the the sweetener version a try i'll have the sweetener version loaded up in also on the predator 228 on the goon this is built at 0.17 ohms also at 99 watts yeah very similar a little bit different that cream does calm it down quite a bit actually i think that's Probably a closer version to the original recipe. Both of them are really good, though, and so easy to make. Like I mentioned, this is supposed to be a shaken vape, but I'll let you know if anything changes in the next week or so. Okay, that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 74. If you want to support this show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion, and I'm also on Facebook. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. if you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. If you want to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on vapepassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime or leave a comment on one of my videos. Alright, I'll see you next week.